Um, I don't know. I don't, look, as you're clapping and you're sitting, I do appreciate that. Um, I've got to say, there's nothing more exciting uh, or newsworthy than seeing um, a young man, a good-looking single young man, song lead while on the bass guitar. How is that man not? How is that man still single? Beats beats me, doesn't it? No idea. He's got the girls have got standards, obviously. Um, she's just getting rough. Anyway, welcome to the house of the Lord, Amen. It's just rough. It's just rough. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's a real. That's a really bad start to a sermon. I'm going to start again. Let's pray, Father. Forgive Jacob. He knows not what he does. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> um, touching, touching gift, the, um, the disease-ridden carpet. That's a touching gift. I want to say thank you. And um, that's, gonna, that's going straight to the pool room, no doubt. Um, so um, we did advertise, and Rach did say, that, that we were going to do that message. Look, there's, that, there's that message. There's that, there's that story when like, there were so many people in the house of God wanting to hear from Jesus that like four guys wanted to bring their one mate to Jesus. Um, he couldn't get there because his legs didn't work. And, um, and so the Bible calls it lame. And so these days, if you tell terrible jokes like Harmony Martin, that's lame, yeah. right? That's, that's lame. Lame. Dad jokes. Most qualified dad joke consultant on the planet. So, um, so anyway, so, but that's, so we're going to do it. And they're working so hard. The gang's been working so hard. Not only have there been renovations happening through here, but then to structurally support the trust to make it all happen. There's this massive beam in the, in the, in the room that wasn't there before. You can't probably see it right now, but um, let's just say next week's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and so <laughs> you'll never forget what happened at church that day, which is really what's been happening through this whole series of Do You Even Bible. And so I want to encourage you, you grab these bad boys, uh, you could, there's a bunch of them at the information desk still. They might be around. The Do You Even Bible, this is an invite. This is not for you to remember. This is because you already remember. Now you're thinking, I want to bring people to this. This is going to be wild. Tonight will be fun. We're presenting the gospel in a way that kind of brings it to life. And uh, for two reasons. Um, a, we want to give you something that you're like, man, I want to bring people to that. That's amazing. Um, I think every week at Good Life Church is a great opportunity to bring a friend. Um, but we, we're just going for extra. We're just going extra in Jesus' name. Um, the, and the other thing is we want to actually walk through that whole deal of how do you get something out of the Bible on a daily? How do you, uh, how do you read the Bible and actually come to life and not be like just reading a phone book? Because sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's, and so you got to, and there's a few ways to go about that. One of those is to actually just read slower. Stop reading the Bible like God's going to be impressed with how many verses you got through. It's really not a deal. Um, but what it is, is that reading the Bible is His words. And the whole point would be that it comes to life um, in my soul, it, that, that it leads my next decisions, that I become this person who's on a great adventure with a God who loves me, put me on the planet for a great purpose, to be able to know Him, uh, find freedom, discover purpose, then make a difference. That's what this is all about. And so when I read His words, He takes me onward and upward in a great adventure with Him. But if, if you find it difficult to read the Bible and get great stuff out of it, that journey will also be a bit more difficult. It'll be easier to get distracted with, 
with, uh, with decisions that aren't going to help you, uh, following, the, following your own whims instead of following what God uh, wants you to do, if we're distracted and not continuing to get the Word of God in our lives. And so we want to read just a bit slower. The other thing you want to do is you want to ask questions. And so what we've done through this Can You Even Bible is to just read slow, ask questions, present it in a way that is the thought where I'm not hoping, you know, sometimes you, like, I don't ever heard a preach or read the Bible and you're like, gee, uh, like sometimes I'm like, I wish my wife was hearing this or I wish my children were hearing this and they're all here tonight, which is good so you can hear dad preach. Uh, Sam, are you listening? Buddy, tune in, not like last time. Um, <laughs> sorry, my kid's up in the, in the bird's nest. How you doing, mate? Doing good? Feeling fine? You love it when I put all the attention on you, don't you? Can we turn lights on to him or something like that? Yeah, no, 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 he will, he will have, mate, come here, come down here and hang with me. No, okay. Uh, hates it, introvert. Anyway, didn't get that from his father. Um, so, <laughs> poor child. <laughs> yeah, he'll be an adult getting counselling. My dad did. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's all good. I'll help, we'll help him out. Beck will pray for him. Um, that'll, that, that, that'll be great. But you ever, ever thought you heard something and thought, gee, I wish they were listening to that? Well, that's not what you want to do when you're reading the Bible. You want to be like, I'm glad I'm open to that. God, what are you speaking to me? Ask the questions. Do I do that? Like, do I act like the hero in the story? Do I act like the villain in the story? Oh my, no, no, I'm the villain. Uh, like, like, what would lead someone to think that? Like, what's the context? And so you want to ask the questions where you slow down and you get great stuff out of the Bible. Um, and so today we're going to go through this great scripture. This is out of the book of John. Now, John was one of the guys that was hanging with Jesus. Uh, John was a disciple. And so uh, Jesus picked 12 disciples, guys that are going to learn how to do this life. Jesus, uh, Jesus got crucified at about 33 and a bit, at uh, the age of 33 and a bit. And so, but he started his ministry at age 30. Before then, he was relatively unknown. Uh, the Bible tracks the history of that, um, but for those three and a half years, he's not just trying to get the message out. He's trying to actually um, help other people grow in their ability to understand it and then present it. And so what he does, he picks 12 guys. And one of those guys with a guy called John, he gets to the end of, his, end of this trip with Jesus. And Jesus um, you know, dies, crucified, comes back three days later after opening up a can upon the devil, stealing the keys of death and hell. And then he comes back and he hangs out with the dudes, eating, drinking, hanging out. And the next thing you know, he's like up to heaven on a cloud. And what a great deal. And everyone's like, whoa, that is crazy. John goes, I better write this down so that everyone knows. And I'm so glad that he did. And so that's where you get... This is where you get this, uh, the gospel of John. Gospel means the good news. And we read in John chapter 6 from verse 2 about this story, about uh, some interactions with Jesus and, and there's some really important lessons to learn along the way. And so if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter 6 verse 2. Um, if you don't, it'll appear on the big novelty one behind me uh, where Jesus will get slightly washed out more than he already was. Um, verse 2, we're going to start here. Great crowd of people followed him because the sign, they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside, sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it will take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one 
to have a bite. We've got some hungry people, a big crowd, and uh, look, we're going to get to the bread in a second. Um, Rach did say it's not celiac friendly tonight. We have no gluten-free options. Uh, air. Um, anyway, well, we'll, we'll see where we go. Um, but before, I, th- I think one of the things I often find, found I used to do back in the day was get to the bit about, oh, the bread, the multiplication of the bread, that's awesome. God wants to provide for me without just going through the things that are already there. Verse 2, a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Uh, when Cal was talking about earlier about the red frogs, this is what happens with red frogs. Um, where you just give people room and an opportunity and permission to serve. Um, it, some training, a little bit of confidence. Giving away lollies helps. It's amazing how many parents have told their children, never take candy from a stranger, but no one's listening. <laughs> and so they give lollies and you're into a party. Red Frogs is just party crashing for Jesus. It's phenomenal. That's why I'm still doing it. 22 years later, I'm still doing it. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And so we, we go there every year and people are confounded. And then all of a sudden they want to know more. It's because it's the Jesus model. Jesus went around um, hanging out with people. The people that the normal religious people went, oh, don't hang with them. He hung with them. He ate and he drank. So much so that people started to call him. They started to tease him saying, well, you're a drunkard and you're a glutton. And so he's not the normal religious leader. And so he goes around doing that, getting to know people and actually starting to meet their needs and helping them. That's what Red Frogs does. But I don't know if you need a t-shirt and a red bit of candy to hand out to have permission to do exactly the same in your life. I think that's the exact thing that God wants us to do. Jesus is giving us the encouragement. Guys, you could do this. Come on. This is the Jesus life. I actually find that not living the Jesus life is a very shallow Christian experience. It's not just shallow, it's boring. Jesus didn't, he didn't want you to live a boring Christian life. I'm reading the life of Jesus going, it's not boring. I think if I'm living a boring Christian life, it's not Jesus' fault. I think there's an adventure for all of us to be a part of. And, and, and so, and as we do that, we grow in our knowledge of him. We grow in strength. We grow in capacity. And we can grow in community and help others along the way. So this great crowd of people is following him because they saw the signs he had performed. He's been meeting needs, healing the sick. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. All right, I'm going to need a Jesus. Do we have a Jesus here tonight? Oh, we have a Jesus. What a good looking. Yeah, Jesus, come up on the playbook. Come, come and hang. Come and hang. Come on, let's give him a clap. Let's give him a clap. Jesus. I do want to appreciate that Jesus would wear black RMs. He would, he would. Yeah. He would. I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed you don't have a beard, though. <sighs> Movember, he would have done that. He would have done Movember. Fantastic. He would have. Okay, so we've got Jesus. He went up on a mountainside, it says here, and he sat down. So we've got a seat for you there. It's a cajon. Do you know how to play that? Give, us a, give it a go. Come on. No, no, is that not good? Not confident. Uh, get the click track going. You'll be fine. Um, he went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. All right, I'm gonna need some, do we have some disciples? Can I have, how many we've got? We've got some disciples. We've got a disciple in a leopard shirt. And a disciple with leopard pants. 
you guys are married. This is Tarzan and Jane. That's what it is. This, this is good. Yeah, look, look, people need to still see Jesus. This is good. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen disciples. I'm cool. This is multiplication. It's not biblical. It's not biblical, but I love the volunteer spirit right here. This is good. This is fantastic. <laughs> Who's going to take one for that? No, just hang. I, let's just mess with it, hey? Yeah, let's... Tarzan and Jane, you're out. <laughs> oh! Let's give Tarzan and Jane a great clap. They're our youth pastors. This is Jacob and Sav. was fun so sat down with his disciples he was teaching what do, you, what do you reckon we should teach on today Jesus geometry okay um, next question I've got for you um, Jesus uh, which one is Judas nice <laughs> go with JT he keeps on copying it poor guy I think we're going to call you Philip can you be Philip today you can be Philip Righto. David is a Judas. Boo. Everyone say boo to Judas. That's, you really got a bad heart. Really got a bad heart. Anyway. They sat down with his disciples. Um, here's, the, here's the crazy thing. There's, there's a crowd of people that are trying to follow Jesus, but he still takes time to go, we're going to hang um, with the bros. Now, I, I, which is lovely. It's, it makes a lovely picture. But I think in the middle of the busyness of life and the crowds and the stuff, isn't it a good idea to just take time to hang with Jesus? I love it that, A, he invited them. He focused on them. And you've got to realize that you have exactly the same. I have the same opportunity every single day. And I've got to ask myself, do I take this opportunity? Do, do I still my life? Do, do I, how much... How much do I need to actually do that? And it could be that you've got to put it into your diary. It could be that you, you've got to turn off the screen. There could be a range of things that that comes down to. But these guys took the time to actually hang with Jesus and listen and sit at his feet. And they didn't even know what was coming. Jesus knew what was coming. He's got three and a half years to get as much as possible into these guys because the mission is dependent upon them doing it when he's gone. He's leading to be leaving. They don't even know it. They couldn't handle the truth. So he doesn't tell them the full picture. He just goes, sit down, boys. I want to focus on you. And so we've got exactly the same opportunity every single day. And we've got to ask ourselves, do I sit at the feet of Jesus? What a great... What a great thing. What a great promise that he's got for us at that point. Um, but the crowd was in so much need and Jesus had been meeting so much need. Verse 5 says Jesus looked up and he saw a great crowd coming toward him. Jesus, that's these guys here, right? The, the crowd. Yeah, we're cool. Um, they're coming towards him. He said to Philip, which one's Philip again? That's him over there. Okay, sure. He turns to Philip and he says, um, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus, 
IGA. I'd go IGA. <laughs> Philip, you missed independent grocers of Australia. Um, so where should we buy? He asked this. Here's the deal in verse um, 6. He said he asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do, which is Jesus. It's just a little bit sneaky. A little bit. Very, very sneaky. Um, I, think this, I think we've got to pull up for a second before we get to the bread and how much it cost. 40G, um, the Bible said it was like half a year's wages. So I did a bit of Googling. The average Aussie wage is $82,000, right? So it's 40G, that's where we got that. Well played. Good bit of research, JT. Um, but verse 6 is pretty wild. He asked this only to test him he already had in mind what he was going to do. Um, sounds cruel unless you get the context. And the context is, Jesus wants to include Philip in on the answer. Jesus wants to include Philip in on a miracle. Jesus wants to include Philip and all of the guys in on having the capacity, not just to feed himself, but to now look out for the needs of such a big crowd. Philip might have been like, well, look, if you just asked me to feed the 12 guys around us, man, plus you, Jesus, that's 13. Forget Thomas and Judas because they're no good. I mean, now we're back to 11. But he could, like, I could have fed them, but the whole crowd, 5,000 families, that's not going to work. I can't even do that. And so Philip's answer was one in regards to um, economics. He's like the, the economist. He's the accountant that's like, I can't even, the numbers are just not working in my head. Isn't it amazing? God wants to actually include him in on the answer, but he comes up with such a weird response. How many times has God wanted to include me or you in on a great adventure to change the world and be a part of a miracle for someone else? And we're like, oh, I don't know if it kind of computes. And we get stuck in detail or we get stuck in issues. We find problems before we find answers. Jesus is testing him because he's wanting to grow him. The tests of life are actually going to grow you. Don't pull back from struggles. Don't pull back from challenges. Lean into them. In the middle of that, Jesus is your answer. I love that Jesus is doing this. Sit back. Okay, what do you reckon, Philip? While this is happening... Uh, and Philip answers him, it would take more than half a year's wages. Um, Andrew's off doing some work. Where's Andrew? Who's Andrew? That's you? I thought you were Judas. Okay, I need you to get, I need you to, get, get to work because you've got to help us with the next bit, right? You know what you're doing? You got the script? You've got to go and find someone. You're going to do that? Okay, good. You're on. Nick off, mate. No, jog on. <laughs> um, Philip answered him it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite another of his disciples Andrew who was Simon Peter's brother spoke up you better do it get, get going yeah, you gotta find him grab him grab him yeah you got it that's you yeah you got that you spoke him um Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. Three, four, ten second roll. Um, have you got some fish? Tune it. Sorry, we dropped a roll. Fantastic. Okay, so we've got these here. Um, 
Let me find it. Where did it go? There. Two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Look, I like this response because at least we're bringing something to the table. You know, faith um, is not unaware of the problem. Faith is aware of the problem. Faith is not like, oh, well, I have no idea how that's going to come. No, we're going to try to find answers. God, what can we do? And I've found out that with a little, God can do a much. When you've got something and you use it, what God is able to do with that is remarkable. But if you give nothing, so those that withhold when there's a chance to give, miss the whole point that God wants to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine or dream. But he won't work with nothing. He's going to work with the something. So one guy goes, oh, I can't do anything. And one guy goes, all I've got is five bits of bread. I twisted this boy's arm because I think probably the greatest miracle in the whole flipping thing is that a boy voluntarily gave away his lunch. I got three boys in my room, in my house, sorry, and that, I've never seen that happen. Sometimes we do dad tax. And if they complain... I say, well, you'll get nothing. Okay, Dad. Just testing it. Okay, Dad. All right. Because if you don't like it, I'll take the whole thing off and you'll starve. Joking. They won't. But seriously. Um. <laughs> but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down, which you already are. I wasn't going to get you to stand all that time. I thought maybe I should do that, get you to stand, but then your legs would have been tired. I didn't want to do that to you. I'm thinking of you. Um, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. So it means that's the way that they counted back in the day. Don't get your politically correct knickers in a knot. That's how they did it back in the day. So the 5,000 men with their families. So women and children as well. Jesus then took the loaves. Okay, can we bring them to Jesus? Actually, Jesus will bless them now. They're being, yeah, that's it. We've got the loaves. Bring it all to Jesus. That's it. Fantastic. Actually, I think what we should do before you give it to Jesus, I think, like, I think tuna smells like cat food if you open it up. No, it's, no, it's, well, it's not open yet, mate. Um, <laughs> don't open it, don't, don't open. I think in 2018, Jesus would say no to the fish. Who's in agreement? Who can give me an amen in the house of the Lord? Tuna, no thanks. Good protein, but just going to be on your breath. Right, so what we need, just put that over there. What we need is a 2018 substitute. What do you got for me? We have Nutella. Anyone happy with that? Welcome to the house of the Lord. We've got Nutella here, ladies and gentlemen. Praise the Lord, the sweet nectar of the gods. I'm sorry, of the God. Um, um, so, so what we're going to do is we're going to put this in the hands of Jesus the bread and the Nutella. Wow, that was really well done. Um, really quite reverent of you, little boy. Um, um, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. There, Jesus then took the loaves. He gave thanks. Okay, we'll stop right there because we need Jesus. Jesus, come forward. Come forward with the bread and the loaves. Take the loaves. Take the Nutella. And what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to give thanks. And So we're going to pray. So I need you to close your eyes because we're going to pray right now. I need you to close your eyes because there's a miracle about to happen and we didn't know any other way to make the miracle happen than for you to close your eyes and pretend like it just happened. Look, I'm good, I'm just not that good. 
Right, so here we go. Jesus praying, Jesus praying, close your eyes because that would be like wrong for Jesus to be praying and you not have your eyes closed. We've got the bread, we've got the Nutella, and we've got the bread, we've got the Nutella. What we need, Jesus, we need this to spread a lot of different people here. And so um, 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 have the people sit down, praying, 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 praying. He gives thanks. And then everyone open your eyes. We have a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. How good's that? David, you love a bit of Nutella, don't you? It's good stuff. Yeah, we've got lots of little ones, lots of bread. And then he says, um, we're going to distribute it to everyone, those who were seated. So is there anyone seated that needs a bit of Nutella here tonight? Let's distribute it amongst the people. Let's give them some Nutella, ladies and gentlemen. Get the bread out there. This is blessed, pre-blessed food. Get it out. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Spread it amongst the people. Get a bit of carbs. Get it on there. Like, get your bread. Get the Nutella. Get it going. Distribute to those who are seated. All the people that are seated. Get your bread. Get your bread. Get it right now. Come on. Start spreading. Grab it. If they don't want it, move on. They're not Christian. They can't be right. Spread it amongst the people. I got my, I got my loaf. Can we get it on? Get me some Nutella there, Jesus. Oh, it's got a lid. Oh no. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to get it in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down for a knife. We're gonna dip. We're gonna dip it. I'm gonna dip the bread in the Nutella. Yes. Mm-mm. Mm. I need some more Nutella. No, I need, I need someone to whack it on. Jack, 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 Jack. Yes, give me some Nutella. Yes. On the end, right on the end. Yeah, on the end. Oh, a bit more, bro. Oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. Anyone happy to have some Nutella in the house of the Lord? Mm. Mm. Look at that. Have that bread. It's the bread of life. Mm. So Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, distributed, oh, that went down hard, um, to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the Nutella. That's what the Bible says. When they all had enough to eat, oh, it tastes so good. It's been too long since I've had carbs. When they all had enough to eat, has everyone had enough to eat? Anyone want some more Nutella? Hands up. You know, come on, guys, let's give these people some Nutella. Give the people what they want. Tori wants some. Cal, he wants it. Let's get it going. Come on. Where have you been? No, you've got enough bread. You've got enough bread there, man. You're fine. Get the Nutella out there. Give it to the people. Nice. So before we go any further, he fed them when they all had enough to eat. Isn't it amazing that people came to Jesus and he goes, I've got enough for you to eat. I have enough for you. Any person that comes to Jesus, he's got enough. He's more than enough. But right now, if you've got a need, then as you bring it to Jesus, you come to Jesus 
He's not distant, he's close. He's in your party. He's hanging out, he's available. Every single morning, the Bible says his mercies are new every single day. He said he meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Jesus has got enough provision for you. The crowd just came. There was no hoops to go through. They didn't bring an offering first. Don't get me wrong, people that understand the, the concept of sowing and reaping, tithes and offerings, I, it's, it's a whole nother playing field. But there was no qualifications for them to receive everything that they needed. And I've got to ask, why does Jesus want to feed all the people? Is it that everyone looks back and goes, oh, Jesus, you're so cool? Is it that the disciples are like, we got to eat? That's amazing. Philip, you had no idea. What is it? I, could it be that Jesus' whole priority was the thought that if these people are hungry, they're going to leave exactly. Sorry, they're going to leave without the exact thing that they actually really need, which is relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't think that bread and Nutella was the miracle. I think that people coming to hear Jesus and receiving all they need was the miracle. I don't think bread was what they really needed because he is the bread of life. But here's the next thing. He says to them when they'd had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. Which I think is odd. Because who cares? Everyone's had their fill. Everyone's had their fill. I don't need any more. What are you doing? Gather all the pieces. Come on, guys, bring it to the front. Bring all that stuff to the front. And at the end of starting with five loaves and two stinking little things of Nutella, all of a sudden we've got basket loads full. Why is it? It's because Jesus wants to let these 12 disciples that started with 14, but we whittled them down to 12. He wants them to know if you'll hold the bread and you'll break it and you'll share it with someone, it keeps on multiplying. But if you hold on to it, just have enough for you to eat, you've just got your loaf of bread. But every time you break it and you share it, Every time you don't just receive a miracle, but you say yes to Jesus, I will be a part of the miracle. Because he wants to include you in. That's why I asked Philip, are you going to do something about this? He wants to include him in on the miracle. But if you'll be an active participant and with your generosity, display the love of Jesus to any other person, he says, I will multiply the bread. Not only will you receive a miracle, but you will see the miracle happen in your very hands. Could you imagine not just eating the bread going, that was crazy, but being the person that was handing it out. And every time it broke, like, whoa, more bread. Whoa, more bread. Whoa, this is crazy. It would be the, most, it would be the biggest buzz church meeting you've ever been to. And you would never, ever forget it. So why do 12 disciples, 12 baskets, why? Is it because they've got a big appetite? No, he wants them to know 
that I've got more than enough, not just for your today, but for your every day. I am the bread of life, not just for your Sunday, but also your Monday. And when you are having a struggle streak, diagnose it with whatever name you want to call it. When you're having a tough day, the bank balance doesn't look great and the health report doesn't look great and you're struggling with your mental health and you've been rejected by your friend and you failed an exam he says I got more than enough for you and when I'll actually share that bread I'll be a part of the miracle and it will continue to multiply and I will always have more than enough no matter what happens God is more than enough for my today and for my future if I'll just let it go if I'll just give it if I'll just take my focus off my own issues and start to give what God does in our hands is remarkable and it would be more than you could have ever imagined or asked or dreamt He's got enough for you today He's got enough for your future and He's got a great adventure for your faith where you'll not only never be the same again but the world that you connect with will never be the same again what a brilliant promise come on let's pray let's get that bread away before I'm tempted to eat more carbs Jesus today you love every person here you include every person here there's people here today that The first step is just receiving what you've got. There's people here that have have come for Jesus. They've come for what God could do to change my situation, forgive me of my sin, erase my guilt, give me a brand new start. And none of us deserve it, but yet you give it. And there's people here today that know that Jesus lives in their heart, their sins forgiven, a guilt erased, but yet it's time to actually step up. Discover their purpose and make a difference. Be a part of the miracle going to someone else. It's going to grow faith. It's going to grow capacity and it's going to change the world. You include us in an amazing adventure. So Jesus, today we want to say yes. Whether it's the first step, whether it's our next step, you include us.